Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, May 8th, 2022, which is the fourth Sunday in the season of Easter. We'll begin our time together with a reading from the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and the widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. The Word of the Lord. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hello again, and thank you for joining us. You know, there are things in life that will forever change the way that a person looks at and engages with the world. This week, I was reminded of someone who had just such an experience. Some time ago, I heard the story of Heather B. Armstrong, who lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. Miss Armstrong spent years struggling with clinical depression. That is, until she found a treatment that worked. Over the course of three weeks, medical professionals administered the drug Propofol, intentionally bringing her to the brink of death ten times as a part of an experimental clinical trial to treat depression. The goal of the treatment was to bring Miss Armstrong as close as possible to brain death and then to revive her in the hope that it would essentially reboot her brain, just as a person might restart a malfunctioning computer. The treatment was a success. She said that waking up from the experience was like Dorothy opening the door into Oz and seeing color for the very first time. Miss Armstrong goes on to say, Color was brighter and more vibrant. Sound was more like it echoed in every molecule of my body. The smell of the air, the color of the sky, everything was just so much more intense and lovely and joyous that I knew something marvelous had happened. Miss Armstrong was healed in a way that enabled her to engage with family, friends, and essentially the entire world in new ways. In her words, after being intentionally brought to the brink of death ten times, she was healed and saw everything in new ways. This modern, near-death experience is reminiscent of some of the stories that we hear about in the Bible. 
This morning, we have an account from the Acts of the Apostles in which Peter brought a lady named Tabitha back from the dead. There are, of course, some differences. By all accounts, Tabitha's death was unintentional. It was not a part of a medical intervention intended to bring her close to death and then to revive her. Another important distinction is that Tabitha was not revived as a result of Peter's medical knowledge or skill, but rather as a result of his prayer and to reveal the power of God. Lastly, Tabitha's death was seemingly permanent. The biblical account tells us that those who knew her had already begun grieving her death. The only hope was that God might use Jesus' disciple Peter in a miraculous way. Christian scripture includes many stories about physical healing, and some of those even describe people who are physically brought back from the dead. Jesus' resurrection is a little unique in that it is attributed to Jesus' nature as God and was not the direct result of another person's prayers or miraculous intervention. There are, however, several examples that do fit into this category. In the Old Testament, both Elijah and Elisha brought people back from the dead. The Gospels contain several accounts of Jesus raising people from the dead, and most notable of whom was Jesus' friend Lazarus. Both Peter and Paul also brought others back from the dead. These are all stories of God intervening of God choosing life for an individual rather than allowing nature to take its course. In each occasion, God used a regular, everyday person of faith to accomplish God's will in a situation. Each occurrence was a display of God's power and not of the individual's own power. While these incidents are the exceptions and not the norm, there are powerful statements not only about God's power over life and death, but they also speak of God's love for us and his desire for humanity to experience wholeness and health. But what can we learn from this text? What application can we apply to our daily lives as people of faith? The first thing that we should consider is how this affects us personally. The Bible contains several stories of people who were raised from the dead. Although that's a powerful miracle, every single one of those people eventually died again. Where is Lazarus now in 2022? Where is Tabitha now in 2022? Their individual stories of resurrection were less important than what they were resurrected to. By that I mean that the resurrection stories were just a moment that gave them back their lives. It's how they lived their lives that matter. By extension, these stories invite us to consider how we live our own lives. How have we each experienced healing and resurrection in our lives? Imagine for a moment that physical resurrection was only the beginning of the story and not the end. To use Heather Armstrong's words, imagine that we could each have an experience of God that would be like Dorothy opening the door into Oz 
and seeing color for the very first time. This story begs us to examine how our experience of God changes the ways that we see and interact with the world around us. The second thing that we're told is that Tabitha's friends had heard about Peter's reputation. When they heard that he was in the neighboring town of Joppa, they sent for him. Based on Peter's reputation, they took a chance and it paid off. Given that Tabitha was already dead, her friends didn't have much to lose, except possibly for a little credibility. But they acted out in faith, refusing to accept Tabitha's death as final. Today, this reading also invites us to consider whether we are open to the possibilities that God offers us. How do we invite God to work in our lives and in the lives of those we care about? Are we open to God's miraculous intervention in our lives? Lastly, let's not forget the role that Peter played in this story. Although he did not perform this miracle based on his own power, his reputation was known in the community. Tabitha's friends knew about Peter, knew the kinds of things he was doing in the neighboring towns. They sought him out based on his reputation. As people of faith, I think we have to ask what our reputation is in the community. Would our neighbors seek us out when they were in some kind of distress? Do we know the needs of the people around us, and what are we doing to meet those needs? Where are we doing well in this area, and how can we do better and grow? This week, as I considered Heather Armstrong's story, her words echoed in my mind. The smell of the air, the color of the sky, everything was just so much more intense and lovely and joyous that I knew something marvelous had happened. For a moment, I wondered how many of us would say that about the role of faith in our lives. What I do know is... That kind of experience is ours for the asking. Let's pray. Eternal God, from whose gentle hands none can snatch us away, give us faith to believe that we are known and loved with a passion strong enough to bring the whole world back to you. Through Jesus Christ, who is one with you, the source of life. Amen. Amen.